0: I'm
1: Danielle, and I'm Christopher, and And we're we're the Friends Friends Who Feast. Feast. On today's episode, we're getting comfy and we are going to talk about all things comfort from comfort food. And then beyond that, beyond food, we're going to talk about just things in general that make us comfy. I am wearing a a hoodie, basketball shorts, I'm not wearing any underwear, and some fuzzy socks. Yeah, I got real comfy. Um, I'm plopped down on my couch. I got this nice little setup. My hair is going wild. I took a gummy and I'm feeling good. So,
0: All right, well... I'm wearing a white-stained are- Walmart sweater with a sports bra that's too tight, beige old lady compression socks, and black jeans with too much spandex. Um, I'm not on an edible or gummy of any kind. Hey, I you, think like- you win. You're cozier than
1: I am by far. I think it's starting to settle in now. So, um, Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we originally wanted to do this episode a couple of weeks ago and, um, didn't work out basically cause I lost power and it was just kind of too late. And so what we were going to do is we were going to make each other our favorite comfort food and then surprise each other. You were going to come over in person, bring yours yeah. and just, you know, a little bit like a little serving for me and we were going to try each other's and, uh, So we're doing this one virtually. 'Cause I told you I was gonna be eating my comfort food while we were yeah. there. and I felt bad and I felt bad that you like I couldn't share this with you. And so I ended up driving to your house and uh, I got home about twenty minutes before we started recording. I left it on your porch, like a DoorDasher, and texted you, your DoorDash is on your porch. I should have took a picture of it and sent it to you.
0: I thought you actually ordered DoorDash for me and surprised me with something. I mean, this was even better because it was homemade and thoughtful. But when I tell you how I jumped and ripped that door open, like what is out here? And then what I could see in that Meyer bag, I'm like, oh no, Christopher was here. So I'm, can I open it now do you want me
1: to wait a bit? Tell me what you think it is because then I'm going to give you the background on it. I got my bowl too ready to go. I'm going to start eating.
0: Okay. So from what I can see, I see a tomato sauce, a tomato base. Um, Green. Like a cabbage soup?
1: It's not a soup. Are they cabbage rolls? Go ahead. Open the lid. Are they cabbage rolls? Sort of. Yeah. Ooh. Can I have a bite? (laughs) <laughs> Can you? Why, are you? why are you asking permission?
0: <laughs> mm. Mm. Christopher, this is so good.
1: Thank you. Well, thank you to my grandma up in heaven. I really wanted to make this. Even when she was alive, I would always say, I can't make it. I am afraid to try to make it because it's not going to turn out and I'm going to be disappointed because I imagined it just falling apart, not tasting right, not boiling long enough, and like, you know, cooking in the center. So basically, what it is, as Danielle described, it's a pot of tomato juice, start boiling it, a jar of sauerkraut, cut up some cabbage, you know, wash it, peel it apart, throw that in there, boil that for about 20 minutes. And then I make the uh, meat mixture, ground beef. And I know this is going to sound bad as you're eating it, but uh, I use the 75% because a little bit of grease holds them up better. That's what my grandma would always say. That is flavor. So this fat, is love. That is flavor. And it's a good binder. And so basically it's ground beef, uh, cooked rice, uh, diced onion, eggs, uh, breadcrumbs. I add a little bit of onion powder, garlic powder.
0: I'm um, devouring this. I'm not even on an edible. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Um, But basically, so the background of this is it's uh, basically unstuffed cabbage. What would you call this, though? Like, what do you think she called this? Like, oh, tonight we're having blank. Cabbage bombs cabbage bombs. No, she wasn't that creative. Um, When I say the word pigs in a blanket, what comes to mind for you?
0: I Your classic hot dogs wrapped in a crescent roll, baked in the oven.
1: We just called those wrapped hot dogs. <laughs> okay. To her, these are pigs and the cabbage is blankets. I guess, I, as far as I understood, I think she tried to make stuffed cabbage and then boil them and they fell apart. And so that ended up being this. And so she just made it this way
0: this is delicious. You can tell this is made with love. Your grandma came down from heaven to help you make it. And I really feel that way. This is exactly what comfort food hits that spot. Even though I've never met your grandma, I've never had this before. I can just taste the love that you put into it and all the hopefulness you also had that it turned out the way your grandmas would have. And thank you so much for sharing because this is delicious. A lot of people don't like cabbage or sauerkraut. I love all those things and tomato juice. Sorry, my mouth is watering. My mouth is still literally watering from that. You gave me three big size of those huge balls, and I ate almost two of them just now. Just thank you so much.
1: Um, Real quick. Okay. <laughs> can you turn your camera up? Because all I can see for the last like two minutes as you're eating <laughs> that is literally just from your nose down. <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. I truly, that truly means a lot to me. Um, As you know, I love to cook and I love to cook for others. I have um, made you my grandma's lasagna as well, and you liked it. And so it just means a lot to me that I can share those things with a friend. And uh, this was a a really cool moment that I could share with you. And so I I really appreciate those words. And eh, it's like, you know, it's for her. She started this. So, that to me is comfort food, is nostalgia. Um, I know mm-hmm. it means something different to other people because I've asked people and they're like, oh, it's like, you know, guilty pleasures and stuff. I don't agree with that. I think a guilty pleasure is a guilty pleasure. Comfort is nostalgia. Comfort is like going home. Comfort is these recipes that you maybe just can't even get right you know like it just something's missing and you spend your whole life chasing that thing that your grandma or your mom or your grandpa or you know somebody in your life used to make that other people would maybe think is weird you know as we were mm-hmm. as as you were describing it as i was describing it our audience might have been thinking like oh I, was, I like stuffed cabbage that sounds big yeah. balls of meat and tomatoes or
0: sauerkraut some people yeah. do not like cabbage sauerkraut or anything this is delicious to me it's all the best parts of stuffed cabbage a lot of times it's a lot of cabbage leaves, a lot of tough leaves, and not a lot of pay off the meat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is like all the best parts. So pigs in a blanket. And I love that your family calls it pigs in a blanket too. Because we kind of got on the shit and the shingle conversation with <laughs> yeah. comfort food. And I've never heard the term before, but I guess a lot of people used it to um, describe a type of meal. And you and I, I don't want to say got in disagreement because I don't really have a dog in this fight. But I do remember a few years ago in the office, someone we worked with basically said anything can be a shingle and anything can be shit. So anything can be a vessel for the shit and an open face sandwich technically they considered a shit and
1: a shingle and used to absolutely not no i to me it's like if that's the case and if anything can be a vessel if anything can be a shit and a shingle then all we eat in our everyday meals is shit and shingles and so it's like <laughs> it has to be something specific like you can't call something something that cute and funny you know and it not be something common but then again yeah pigs and i'm like it you know like i can't be a hypocrite, but usually it's like a piece of toast or something like that yes and then a mixture of a country gravy and shredded corned beef mixed together over that that is shit on a shingle
0: i think what i've heard from people it was like basically a piece of toast then like a hot tuna melt on top or some kind of gravy Ew. i know i,
1: I like I a gravy yeah but not tuna
0: not, yeah so that's one of those things where that was comfort food for people but i feel like i can't argue with people if that's what they're and we're not arguing that that's not what their comfort food is i guess shot in a shingle i'm thinking of a specific thing like you but like you said we can't just because by that means it's a hot dog a shit on a shingle
1: a hot dog's a hot dog yeah So
0: but is a hot dog a
1: taco it. is a taco well a tacos not a hot dog but is a hot dog a taco in this i think in the, the is, edibles
0: just kicking in for you now is, so is, it's
1: just is it's cereal just a beer is off
0: Is cereal a soup? No, I don't want to get into this with you right now. Not in this state. I don't have the energy to. Um, But yeah, so comfort food. I just want to share what I made before we go. I I want to try to make that for you. Um, It was chicken and dumplings. Now, I haven't made it too many times in my life, and I was trying to do a shortcut. So I'm trying to think of things when I think of comfort food, when I have my family in the future, what I would like them to feel comforted by, and it's like always like a chicken base. So, I bought some bone in chicken thighs and I seared them in a pan and I let the fat render, let them cook up not all the way, but most of the way because I was going to put them back in the water to make the broth. Took the chicken out, sauteed the celery, the onion, the garlic, the carrots, seasoned those up. I like to season every layer. Not too much with salt right away because with dishes like that, things can tend to get salty too fast. And the longer they sit even in the fridge, it's just like a big salt lick. I put the chicken thighs back in with some water, a little bit of better than bouillon paste and let that just kind of simmer, remove the chicken, let them cool. Um, then added some, you know, half and half, a little bit of corn st- starch, a little more broth, added the chicken back in. And then I used canned biscuits because that's where I wanted to save the time. And whenever it comes like chicken and dumplings, I'm always intimidated by the dumpling part. And um, I, I messed up bad. <laughs> so I did not really pay attention to the recipe. I used thought a whole can of biscuits was eight ounces. A whole can is almost 16 ounces. You're only supposed to use eight ounces because the recipe said use an eight ounce can of biscuits. And they're talking about those little mini half cans you see once in a while. So because of that, my pot was too crowded and things didn't cook as evenly as I wanted to. And then they became overcooked. I'm really bummed out because the whole part of comfort food is something that you put your whole, I think your whole heart and soul is for your family or someone who wants to eat it. And at that point, I was so angry with the dumplings. I didn't want anyone to eat it. Now, we did eat it here. My husband said it was very good. He said one of the best soups he's ever had. Um, You know, he did say the dumplings, he cooked a little more in the microwave. So I'm kind of bummed because I kind of wish I would have gave it to you still. And just warned you about the dumplings, but I wanted you to have like the perfect product. And I'm sorry that you could not taste that. I guess I know for next time.
1: You know, but here's the thing. Sometimes screw-ups, whether you're following a recipe or you're just trying to remember or you're trying to come up with something, end up becoming the pigs in a blanket of the world and all these recipes that are nostalgic in our families.
0: Sorry, I went back in for your...
1: your, your it's okay. I was, I was I was trying to prolong that <laughs> to give you time to eat um but yeah take your time take your time
0: am i not edible (laughs) god i'm eating like i am that's just so good i'm sorry i'm gonna stop eating it because tomorrow when i want something for lunch i'm gonna be really mad at myself that i ate all this in my basement at 9 30 at night
1: (laughs) i can bring you more leftovers
0: that's so sweet i need to make room for pizza for us in a few days though
1: Thank You're you. are giving it away. You're giving it
0: away. Oh, gosh. Um, so I know we talked about opening up the conversation of comfort food on our social media. And I got a few responses of like guilty pleasures, too. And I was kind of with you. I don't think a guilty pleasure is comfort food. A guilty pleasure is like, ooh, I shouldn't be eating this. But right. I am. And right. a comfort food is, I'm so glad I'm eating this because I really need it in this moment. Yes. I also got a few responses that you touched on of. Uh, you know, my mom's mashed potatoes that no matter how hard I try, I cannot replicate or you know, my grandma and grandpa's blank or just getting pizza because it reminds me of when I used to stay the night at my grandma and grandpa's house on the weekend and they'd get a pizza from the certain pizza place. And it was really nice just hearing um, some of the backstories for some of those those comments too. Now, do you think that comfort food has to always be homemade or do you think it could be just no something that invokes a memory?
1: If I didn't live here in Michigan, if I didn't live here in the Midwest, you know, and I'm somewhere that doesn't have, for example, like what probably most of our audience would call like a chili dog, we would call a coney dog, right? And then I go to a restaurant and I'm like, ooh, they have coney dogs. I might order one just for that taste of home. But I
0: think one of the reasons why I love buffets so much is because a lot of the options are some types of comfort food. You have a pot pie, you have the different gravies, the mashed potatoes, lasagna, meatloaf.
1: That's a good point.
0: And not to mention it's just great people watching.
1: Oh yeah. We've had some great buffet experiences and some people <laughs> watching. Um, I know we put out a, a like a buffet episode, but we've done we've done buffets beyond that and it's been always been good people watching.
0: Do you typically think of comfort food items or dishes east of the Midwest? So during certain times of the year, like fall and winter when it's cold, because I was trying to think what would a comfort food be be for me in the the summer? Because I don't like to really cook or use the oven in the summer, my house particularly. So I don't know what would invoke that comfort food feeling I'd want to give to my family on July 21st.
1: 4th of July, we would uh deep fry a turkey. So like thinking like, ooh, a deep fried turkey, taco salad, like all those kind of like potluck items, but that turkey being the center of it for 4th of July, like that's a memory for me.
0: You had turkey for 4th of July, My grandma,
1: My grandmother purchased an indoor deep fryer that scared the f- shits out of me every time because I thought the house was going to blow up. Like, how does this thing work? You know, but it made the best deep fried turkeys for 4th of July. And we would invite family, like second cousins, third cousins, like that. Kind of stuff like that's nostalgia because of some deep fried turkey only for the Fourth of July.
0: Oh wow! Okay, never heard of that. I've heard a pig roast in the summer. Never the done really your thing. No, oh, okay. I went to like one. It was memorable, but the pork was good. That's what I mean. In different parts of the country or different cultures, that could be a cult. You know, a comfort food to someone.
1: Crawfish. Uh, is that a word? Crawl? Seafood
0: boil, yeah. Yeah,
1: seafood boil. Is it crawfish or crawl? I don't like seafood, so I r- really don't know. It's
0: craw, like no L, not like a baby oh, okay. crawls, but crawfish.
1: Thank you for educating me.
0: <laughs> I should just let you continue to call it crawfish, <laughs> and then they like they'd say like, "Is he keep on saying uh, crawfish?"
1: Can I can I tell you some of the uh, responses I got though? Like I said earlier, I feel like some of these people are basic. No offense. but pizza and french fries okay grilled cheese and tomato soup i think that's a good one yeah um soups of all kinds i asked pickle soup i've never heard of that uh cabbage or like vegetable soup and then um pho or pho yeah or whatever it's called the vietnamese man i'm not doing very good with my pronunciations of words i'm so so sorry (laughs) um Anything hearty and full of carbs. My favorite comfort food is pot roast with potatoes. That sounds good. Uh, this next person pizza, lasagna, spaghetti, mashed potatoes, homemade biscuits and gravy, chicken pot pie, beef stew, meatloaf, salad, or stuffed cabbage with mashed potatoes. I never thought to eat stuffed cabbage with mashed potatoes, but now that I think about it, um, when you had some family visit and we went to a um, like a Polish restaurant. Yes. And I think they served mashed potatoes with it. So I, I, I was thinking I've never had mashed potatoes with stuffed cabbage. And then it like the memory came to me. I'm trying to think. All I remember is we had like an awkward waiter,
0: but yes. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say my responses are kind of similar. So I put, you know, what comes to mind with your comfort food, Thanksgiving dinner, fried chicken, pot roast with potatoes. <laughs> this person responded the same thing to you. Or a dish that is super hearty and full of carbs. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy, homemade soup, mozzarella sticks, Girl Scout cookies, mashed potatoes, casseroles. So, again, like I feel like the theme is carb heavy, but a few of those I would consider like cheat meals or guilty pleasures, right? When I think of comfort food, you know what visualization comes to my mind? Like what? the feeling, if, a, if the feeling, what feeling I get, if I could visualize, like have you visualize it. Do you remember that? Campbell's soup commercial when that big snowman would walk in, yes, and then start eating the chicken soup, and yes. it would melt, and it'd be that yeah. little kid smiling. The way that looks like that's what comfort food feels to me, like just that whole scene, you know. And um, you know, I lived with my grandmother, and being in a Mexican household, we had um, either pozole or menudo, which is like different types of Mexican soups. And that was once in a while. And sometimes that happened in the summer because that's when everyone would be over and we'd have gatherings. And she'd make that like maybe like twice a year. But it would be like a huge, huge pot, like the biggest pot I could ever remember seeing in the house. And she'd be working at it all day, like grinding the spices and straining the chilies out and then boiling this and cutting this up. And it was always just so good to me. And I would get so defensive when more and more family would come by because it meant left like less leftovers for me to have the next few days. <laughs> but like it was like a huge batch of soup. People would just come in and stay for like an hour or two and then like take off, you know and and that's comfort food, and that's something much like you you're kind of nervous to make. I'm very nervous to make that because one, I don't really know all the ingredients and the way she did it. You can look online and watch videos and this and this and this. And
1: even if she wrote it down, it was in her head and it changed because that's what I've run into is like, there's a lot of written recipes and I can't replicate them because she changed something and never wrote it down.
0: And I just have memories of my grandma in the kitchen going back and forth from the sink and the colander. Draining this and then checking this. And I remember like her tasting the liquid or like touching a vegetable and being like, oh, it's not done yet. It's like, how do you know that though? You can't write that down. You know, it's something you have like, uh, just years of experience with. So I would like in the near future, try to replicate that and see. And then once I perfect, it, I would love to have like some family over, like to taste it and just see if it's, something uh, we can get together and, and try to do. But that's like what comfort food is to me. Like you said, just memories of home. And unfortunately, is it going to be the same as you remember because that person who made it is no longer
1: here? But I encourage everybody, this is a thought for our audience. Get together with your cousins and try to get it on paper. Try to get it exact and then make a cookbook because those are the things we have to pass down generation to generation. We got to keep these things alive. So I encourage everybody to do that because it's going to get lost. I mean, if I didn't like her pigs in a blanket, they would never be made again.
0: No, it's important that you said that because I've tried many times to start recipe cards or to do a cookbook and I can never stick with it. Um, so what I've been doing and I, let me just make sure I did it for the chicken and dumplings. If I didn't, I'm going to scream is as I'm making a meal. No, I did it for the creamy chicken noodle casserole for the chicken and rice bake pork chops. Okay. So basically I'm just going through my document folder. So what I made a habit of doing, I didn't do it with the chicken and dumplings, but I basically told you what I did in this episode is as I'm making it. And when it's done, I hurry up in my doc, like document folder make a recipe card for it, put down my ingredients, what I put the oven at, how I did it. And at the very end, once I taste it, I put like a like asterisk, like a star and put recommendations for next time. Like, hey, next time use an extra can of this or cook it for an extra 10 minutes or put it under the broiler just so I know. And I feel like half of the battle is already over with. I already typed it all up because there's so many times I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll remember for next time. And I don't. So I already named off like four or five things I already have in there. And it's a start. Like you said, you got to start now. Um, But then sometimes I feel like Dolly Parton and I told you this. I don't know if I shared it. We talked about it on the podcast, but she said once she's gone, those recipes are gone. She doesn't want to write anything down. She doesn't want to share it with anyone because she said once she leaves this earth, she wants people to say, man, this casserole is okay, but it's not like Dolly's. And that's such a flex. <laughs>
1: It is a flex, but it's like, don't deprive the world of your greatness. I mean, Dolly's great. She'll always, I mean, her greatness will last forever, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So I hope those of you who are listening right now are kind of inspired to start jotting some things down. Or if you've been kind of dragging your feet about, you know, dusting off that family cookbook and looking in there and getting stuff, or even starting your own, just write some things down. I mean, think of how long your life is. And just even if you write like two recipes down a month. Over the course of a year, that's 24 recipes. And just keep on adding that and adding that. And you got to think about it. The recipes you create today or what you write down could be the comfort food for your grandchildren and great-grandchildren in the future. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, Okay, you're just staring at me with your glossy eyes right now. So um, speaking of beautiful things, I know we said we're going to talk about other things besides food in this episode. And I kind of want to segue to self-care. Because I kind of feel like self-care is comfort food um, for your soul. And one thing I'm very proud of, and I'm going to share what I've been doing this year, is I know it's only March, but I already have one scheduled again for this month. I made it um, like a resolution type thing to get a massage once a month for the whole year. And it's been going great. And I have a little hack for that. So for like big holidays and things like that, when family ask, what do you want? What do you need? It started off with you, I want to say, for my birthday. You, I gave you some ideas. And I said, you know what? I have a pretty much in bathtub in the basement, a finished bathroom. I've never used it. And I really want to relax and make it my spa and you surprise me with like bath bombs, loofahs, bubble bath, face mask, all those type of things. And I've been taking about one or two baths every week or so since the new year. So that was a good thing to treat myself. And then for holidays, I'm telling family members, like, gift cards to my favorite spa. So, so far, I really have not had to pay anything out of pocket. And That's if you're one a one good those pe- idea. Yeah, especially if you're one of those people who are like, oh, you know, I just can't afford it or I can't think of it. Like, okay, well, why don't you be a little bit selfish for a holiday or birthday and say, you know what, get me some gift cards this place. And it'll kind of force you to go because you get massages too, right? Not that often, but sometimes
1: I used to, but I was very much like you um a couple of years ago. It went really well. Like, I felt comfortable. The lady was really nice. Like we had a good chat, like, you know, she was like, sometimes people aren't chatty, but I, I'm a chatter. I like to chat. And we just talked about all kinds of stuff. And oh, it was just God. a whole, it was a good ex- You like the peaceful. That. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I like the quiet, I like the little bit of the icebreakers here and there, but I'm going there to relax. I don't want to yeah. talk about what I do, but go ahead. It seemed like you had a great time. I'm sorry for like rain on your parade.
1: Oh, no. I mean, that was just <laughs> a good first experience. And, you know, it was for my birthday. And then I did that. And I went probably five or six months in a row. I felt great. Um I slept so much better. I felt like my focus was better. Um and then I feel like I just got busy. Like so every time I would go the lady at the desk when I would go to pay and do all that would be like all right like you know let's get you scheduled. And I think what happened was there were other people in there like signing up and so she was kind of juggling like you know people coming out to pay and leave. I think she just was distracted. And so she took my payment and never scheduled me. And then I forgot. And that's my, that if it's not automated in my life, it's not going to happen. I'm going to forget. Like I have to automate all my bills and do all that stuff or else I, I, my lights would be off. Well, they go off anyway, because my power goes out. So, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like it, it just, it fell off for no good reason. And it's been like a year and a half now. So do you still have credits to go or no? No, I was a member, but it was like a at this price each month. Like that's how much I would pay. Okay.
0: So are you a massage type of person then? Or is it something like you don't really
1: care about? I loved it. I think I need to do it. But I think self-care and like mental health and like all that stuff is just so important. The more stuff you do, getting a massage is so good for you. It's so good for your organs. It's good for your blood. It's just it's good for you.
0: It's nice. And that's why I'm really proud of myself. Like my next one's scheduled for a few weeks. It's like a sinus headache um, head massage. I'm really excited about that. But I feel like it's harder for me in the winter to do self-care than it is in the summer, only because of that whole vitamin D thing. Oh, mine's you know, always the, low in the winter yeah, and spring. Oh, yeah. Mine's horribly low, but you know the seasonal affective disorder, all of that stuff in Michigan is a real thing. So I feel like I'm a little more down the dumps, but once the sun really starts to come out in the spring and summer, I love to hang out in the backyard. One of the best investments I ever made for myself was a hammock. It's a Brazilian hammock. There's like a little stand for it and everything. And when I tell you, I would enjoy, like, it's the old oh baby, it's the good life. Hanging in that hammock, having some 70s light rock playing in the background A little bit of Fleetwood Mac coming, talk about a good time, talk about taking an edible and like just thinking about everything in the world, but nothing at all. Yeah, my hands just moving. That is a good time. You need to come out in my backyard with me this summer and just
1: relax. Um, When you said hammock, um, I immediately had a vision of myself trying to get in and out of one. You can just watch me in the hammock if you're not comfortable. Yeah, I'll Just just hang out. I'll just get like a good lawn chair. Yeah.
0: That's what I mean, just something as simple as that, or like journaling, keeping plants alive, which in this house I have a hard time doing because I have bad windows for the direction of the sun. But little things like that, like I, I just want to feel like, like I said, comfort food for the soul. That's just any type of self-care. So massage, baths, hanging out in the backyard. And I didn't do it a lot last year because, you know, even though it's right in the backyard, there are so many times I made excuses like it's too hot. Or there's so many bugs outside or I don't feel like it. And now it's like I'm just counting the days where we have like a stretch of good weather where I can just set up the deck and hang out because I miss it.
1: I think too, like do those things, but also have moments where you like reflect back, right? Like- I think the best comfort food for my soul that I've done recently is going through boxes of pictures. Some people in my family, I didn't even know. And just like really just looking at pictures of them. And then I found a bunch of like VHS tapes and bought some equipment because I want to convert the VHS to digital. And like, I'm working through some kinks. I can, the software will visually, I can visually record, but for whatever reason, it's not capturing the sound. So I have to figure that piece out. But anyway, I watched hours and hours and hours I just picked a night and just popped the tape in, not really knowing what was on it. I mean, it would say like Easter, like there's an Easter tape and it would be like four or five years of like, for whatever reason, my camera or my family would just set up a a camcorder in the corner and just videotape us opening our Easter baskets or coloring eggs and like Christmas, like opening our presents. Like random stuff like that, and then there's random things. There was like one I shared some on social media. You replied to him and said you loved them. I was an energetic child, and there's a video of me and my cousins, my little baby cousins, in the backyard. Doing I love mo- those videos so much. Doing the macarena when it first came out, and I'm like, "Grandma, Grandma, tell me when to go, tell me when to go." And then she's like, "Go," and I'm like, "Na na 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 nah, nah. and I'm just getting it for like four solid minutes, and it's just like. Looking at my cousins and like how much fun that was, like that is comfort food for the soul. So like again, here is the homework for the listeners. Like I encourage you every like six months, go through a box of old pictures, reminisce. You know, get together with uh, family, friends, tell stories, like do that kind of stuff. Because man, it's just about the memories for me. Like that is true comfort for me is like sitting there and crying because it's like man, these were the good times. There was a video of a Christmas one year that I totally forgot about when I got my Furby. And how excited I was when I got a Furby.
0: So it's funny you say that because around this time last, you know, two years ago, I also found some like, uh, Not VHS, but cassettes from a a camcorder I had in high school. And I told you, I want, if you'd like shared your stories with me, I'm like, I really want to try to put mine to digital format too, because it's all over the place. Now, they're not as well archived as yours family did, like your family did for you, but I still had great memories of some of my cousins and my, my grandma's house and all that. And I don't know if you felt this way, but for me, watching some of those moments, like you said, I forgot we even had those conversations or that day took place. But once I witnessed it, it was almost like I was transported back into that time. I think that's such a special thing. And I feel like you inspired my next gift for the next major holiday. I feel like I'm going to ask for like a camcorder because I know your people have so much stuff on their phone. But I feel like if you just have that camcorder um like video recording i don't know what they're called They're still called camcorders now yeah or the cameras are they just yeah, cameras cam- yeah Is that i'm just thinking of the over the shoulder camcorders with the early 90s and all that like everything's going to be outdated but it's just so cool like when you see these people have like every christmas school play or even some kind of performance in their living room or backyard like you did the macarena just on tape to have that and um You know, I want to start doing that. I think that's a beautiful thing. I want to also get out from behind the camera too. So maybe this is how I start my vlogging career. No, I would never. People are so mean on the internet. I would never.
1: But you're right. Go to a thrift shop. You can probably find a camcorder or something on eBay for pretty cheap. Like whatever you need, but just get a tripod, put it in the corner and record Christmas morning, the whole birthday party. Just record it because there's going to be a moment where you or your kids or your grandkids are going to find those videos and pop them in and see how you interacted with each other because they don't remember that because they were too young or they weren't even alive yet. And it's just, it's really cool to capture that kind of stuff. Just like an hour of that day. Not just that two minutes, not just the, the hype. I really think we've lost that. And I, I really love that you want to do that.
0: I think it'll be nice. And there's so many like models and makes and models. So if any of you are listening, like have experience with like digital video recorders now, please let us know like which one's like the best uh, bang for a buck. No one's going to do that. I'm talking to nobody. Sorry, I'm looking at digital recorders.
1: Sorry if I'm talking a lot. I just feel very zen and like.
0: Oh, it's the edible for you.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah.
0: You definitely are not as um, sassy as you usually are. You're not like as quick with it. Usually you're calling me out on stuff. We have a good like back and forth. I mean, you're just really chill. So it's making me feel chill, but it's, it's fine. I have a belly full of meat <laughs> and cabbage. Meat and cabbage. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit different, kind of veered off from food but you know I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we're still going to put it out as far as us. It's going to be a little bit cold still in March unfortunately, but we wanted to get it out to you guys when it still kind of felt like um comfort food season, I guess.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, let us know what uh, comfort foods are your favorite. Um how do you define comfort food? Tell us on our social media, write us an email, tweet at us, comment on Facebook, comment on Instagram, write us an email. Do all those fun I things. I think you're
0: <laughs> did you say write us an email twice yeah probably <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah and like to the like i said the handful of you guys who've gave us feedback on our website and uh, future episode suggestions thank you so much i know we both had so much fun reading those and kind of coming up with the plan so i guess until next time i'm danielle
1: and i'm christopher and, and we're the friends, we're who, the
0: friends who feast Bye, guys. Stay comfy. Stay cozy.